it's Friday, so you know what time it is. It is time for FRPC Hoops, and I am here with the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons. It is Nico Miatello. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, brother. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Because you know what it is? <laughs> it is trade season. It absolutely is. And I can't wait to talk about it. But before we get into that, yeah, I know that there is something weighing heavily on your mind. I am absolutely pissed off about these, these fucking all-star teams. I cannot believe some of the results that we got. I don't have the exact team sitting in front of me, but just some of the players who were left off in general, be it your guy, Anthony Davis. I know you're not mad about that one particularly, but it rubbed me the wrong way. Rest it, for AD. Yeah. Be it De'Aaron Fox, be it Anthony Edwards, be it uh, James Harden. There were several guys left off the all-star teams this year who I believe bit were absolutely deserving of spots. And unlike most years, when people feel that way, and there are, I think this year, pretty specifically, we have guys on the team who I don't really think deserved it. Hmm. Okay, so make make a case for one, and then who you take off. I I think like the, the first one I'd like to look at specifically, Jaron Jackson, a guy I who I personally think would be Defensive Player of the Year this year, getting the spot over Anthony Davis. I think st- like just looking at their. their stats is pretty ridiculous. AD has been great this year. Borderline MVP pace at times. LeBron will tell you that, that's for sure. And uh, having him not on the All-Star team is absolutely insane to me. He missed too many games. He did. I've I've heard that argument, but when you look at Jaron Jackson having only played 12 more minutes than Anthony Davis, there's no way you can tell me he's provided more value in that period of time. Like it's well, it's hold basically on, hold, the on, same hold thing. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When Jaron Jackson Jr. wasn't playing, the Memphis defense rated very poorly. Absolutely. When he, when he came back, they were like number one. Mm-hmm. He's so, been he's been great defensively this so year. So before we start talking about he hasn't had impact on winning. No, no, that, no, no. Sorry, I mean, I mean, uh, that's not what I meant at all. I meant though that twelve minute period didn't impact the team that much. Just the the twelve minute discrepancy between Anthony Davis and Jaron Jackson. Of but course, Jaron Jackson impacts winning a hell of a lot. I'll interject here and go. I actually think having him available for more games. Even though the minutes aren't 
depreciably, you know, better. You know, there's not a real chasm in the minutes, right? Yeah. No, I just, no. I just think, honestly, having him there, having him there as a weapon that you know yeah. you could go to. I, I'm not even sure the games not, played are that different. I'll look it has that to up be right pretty because Anthony Davis has missed a lot of games. Yeah, so did Jaron Jackson at the beginning of the season. This I thought year. it was in the teens, right? Uh, he Anthony Davis has played 29 games this year, and mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson has played. Uh, um, oh. I just had it and it went away. What the hell? Riff for a second for me here. Jaron Jackson is awesome. And he, I think he deserves good. to be in an all-star game. Plus, I will take this time to... It's, it's a six-game difference, so I guess it's it, uh, somewhat yeah. relevant. 35 to 29. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know... In the West, six games swings dip way whew, drastic. It, it it does. Ask the, ask the new New Orleans Horn, uh, New Orleans Pelicans about that situation. Oh yeah, <laughs> they have swung several games, but I I feel like the inconsistency is what I have a main problem with. There are like things you see typically like players on winning teams getting all-star game spots when this year a player like Damian Lillard and Shea Gilgis-Alexander were awarded spots over De'Aaron Fox and a player like DeMar DeRozan was awarded a spot over James Harden. And yeah, but, but isn't SGA doing stuff that only like Michael Jordan he, I, I think that was primarily at the beginning of the season. He's cooled down a little bit, but the his numbers versus De'Aaron Fox are fairly comparable. But I mean, just like people generally use that type of argument. And looking at the board this year, like how is Paul George on this team if we're using games played, minutes played as an argument? He's No, that's true. That's true. No, that's a good argument. There's so many guys who just don't fit the typical arguments that we we hear. And I think if you go in and look at the voting results between the four groups, the players, fans, media, and coaches, like by normally the fans get a lot of uh, shit because the vote can be easily impacted on their side, but the player and coaches votes have been just awful at this point. I know it, it sounds terrible to say, but giving the power to the media seems to be what would be the best option. Like everyone else doesn't seem capable of handling this responsibility, which majorly impacts like players contracts. It's insane at this point. I would agree with that. And I know that players will sit there and talk about the, 
media and you know how unfair it was for this guy to make all NBA or all defensive team and look at what I put up over my career. Well, that's the whole thing. It's not a career award. It's a season award. So if the metrics are telling you that um, Marcus Smart is, you know, defensively sound, then that's what it is. So it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to look at players, coaches, and even fans and there's always bias. Mm-hmm. And I would think the one thing with the media, though, is that you just become jaded. I'll tell you like this. I mean, you you know this. We're a connoisseur of podcasts. We do it for a living, but we also listen, right? We yeah. want to get better at our craft, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of this is that episode 12 is going to sound a lot different than episode 36 hopefully right yeah for sure um so you have a situation like bill simmons um ryan russillo zach lowe mm-hmm. i don't think these guys care about like you know grudges or whatever i think they're good caretakers of the game mm-hmm. and that's all you can ask for is that Historically sound, you know, contextually sound, and yeah, they might have a gripe here or there, but it's not more. It's not with the person. Mm-hmm. It's with how this, how this is a black mark on the game. Yeah. So, if those are the people that are doing the All Star voting, mm-hmm. I can sleep well at night. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think like this gets a little far into the weeds, but we've had problems with media voting in the past. A lot of guys just voting for their local favorite player or um one thing that's got caught people's attention in the last couple of years is people saying they just vote based on what Zach Lowe said on his podcast, which seems very redundant. But I think if the league were to take the voting caucus a little more seriously, but just use them a little more widely, maybe have like like something similar to the Hall of Fame committee, but that just focused specifically on these types of awards and put people like Zach Lowe, Bill Simmons, whoever on that committee, but also some like great players in the game, history and other things, people who would take it seriously, maybe look. Go ahead. I got an idea. Yeah. Why don't you take people like, Jerry West. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You take you, like people who are um be a little who, hard with people who have team affiliation just Well, I'm just saying okay. They, I'm saying people like that. I'm not saying him yeah, specifically. specifically. I'm saying like Yeah, that's that's the Jerry Colangelo's of the world, thinking. right? He's he doesn't have any affiliation with a team mm-hmm. right now, right? Yeah, no, he doesn't. So sure. like you take people like that that's and, what I'm thinking. Yeah. And you like put together a group of me, be it 
somewhere between 50 and 100, I think, voters, some group like that, and have like it rotating to a certain extent, have people move in and out. It, it's got problems with like potentially betting implications and stuff like that, especially if like Zach Lowe says publicly who he'll be voting for, it will change gambling odds significantly. So that that would be a problem with oh, it, but I think you know what I didn't even think about the gambling it. aspect because yeah, you gotta you gotta keep a little mystery too. Yeah, you gotta keep a little gray area for that. So yeah, then, you know. Okay. Yeah. It's something. It's something I've I've kicked around in my head for a while. So I've thought about that problem before. I just like. Oh, you know what you could do? You can you can make it. I like your rotation thing, mm-hmm. and then what happens is it's kind of almost like um. It's all, I'm trying to think of what, what the stupid show is, but it's it's mystery. So they get the envelope like right before the season, like day mm-hmm. before, right? You get the yeah. envelope. You have been selected. You can't tell anybody. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So then they're autonomous in doing all of what they do. And then they put it out at the end. And then, you know, at the end, they say, oh, yeah, we were part of the voting committee for these things, yeah. blah, blah, blah. These are the reasons why they're long articles and Zach Lowe's podcast will have probably hmm. 7 million <laughs> listens or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And then you rotate yeah. it. And then you rotate it. Then the next year, it's another body, but nobody knows. Yeah, no one knows who it is until yeah. after the votes have been right. I That's think, another way to keep yeah. Vegas somewhat. Like, yeah, on the, on their toes at the very least. Especially if you had a group, let's say hypothetically, of five hundred people, it could be, and there's only fifty voters, like a United Nations type system, mm-hmm. kind of. I I like I like the idea there. All right. Yeah, the like, the one other person that I'm a I'm a uh, campaign for to be on on that uh, committee. Mm-hmm. This might be pandering. Yeah. To a certain individual. <laughs> but uh Sarah Sohi of uh The Ringer. I want her on the committee. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. She crushes she crushes games, man. She crushes them. So <laughs> you know. That yeah, those are the people you want there, definitely. I like I like her thought bubbles, actually. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So do you, is your rant? Do you more? You have more? Do you have more disgrace? Uh, like, do you have Anthony I Edwards guess, like fury or anything uh, like that? I definitely you- have fury that Anthony Edwards. I think he like be it like obviously there's some bias in the James Harden element, but be it James Harden or Anthony Edwards, I think those are the two biggest snubs, definitely. And I know people always say, say who you would take off if you want to put these people on the all-star team. So I think I would take um, 
Uh, in the West, I think I would take uh, let let's say maybe Dame off for Anthony Edwards. And in the East, I would definitely take Drew Holiday off. There, there was some. Is that there's some guard I'm forgetting about in the West who made it, who I felt didn't really deserve it. I think I wasn't well, Dame. Hold on, hold on, because yeah, because I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say right now, for all my fellas in the Bay, <laughs> in the town, y'all know who y'all are. Shout out to Logan Murdoch. Um, yeah, Nico's uh, opinions <laughs> do not reflect mine, so please do not bring the Bay down to uh, the South Bay, please. Um, oh, no, 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 no. It's Paul George. It's Paul George. Oh, that, Ooh, yeah. okay. Paul George off there. Don't worry about Damian Lillard. All right. Yeah, I ain't uh, worried about Palmdale. Keep him on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I ain't worried about Palmdale. Palmdale can come down anytime they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Dame Dame can stay on there. I I knew as I said it that I there was someone on the team I felt was less deserving. I think the East's the side on the East is more egregious than the West, but the Jaron Jackson thing particularly and Anthony Edwards really ticked me off on the West side. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that actually leads me into the next subject. Yeah. It is time for trade season, Nico. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is no different than any other basketball podcast mm-hmm. that we are going to talk about trades. Yes. So, yes. We are in agreement. Actually, this podcast, which is funny, mm-hmm. every podcast I've heard, talked about Toronto. We had yeah. scheduled to do a Toronto based podcast this week, focusing mm-hmm. on complete organization, um, theories of what they're doing, and then maybe had our own theories of what they should do. Yeah. We had to scrap it because they are the they're the access point of the mm-hmm. trade market at this point. So uh- Doing them, doing them as a team doesn't make well, sense. Yeah, we have no idea what the team is going to look like. After Especially as soon as OG got on the trade market, like officially, officially, because beforehand it was buzz and rumors. We we had thought when we originally scheduled it that they would be likely to move a guy like Gary Trent and there was possibility of a Fred Van Fleet trade, which now seems like it's a very likely Fred Van Fleet trade and probably OG too at this point with Masai openly uh, looking at trade offers. There are only two spots for Van Vliet. So, you know, to, Oh, I think, I think there could, could be, there could be a sleeper team. In, no, I'm uh, just telling you there's two, Vliet. I'll put it this way. There's two cities. Oh my God. Oh, what? 
There we got breaking news right oh, now. Let's go. What you we got? Ready? You ready? You ready? Someone demanded a trade ahead of Thursday's deadline. Can you guess who? If you had to guess, if there was ever a guy to demand a trade, it's Mr. Kyrie Irving. I knew he couldn't do it, man. Oh, I knew he couldn't do it. I knew he couldn't yes, do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Oh, no. As a Houston fan, obviously, this has me over the moon. Tick, tick, tick. Boom. Wow. Kyrie Irving has demanded a trade. <laughs> what? Okay. Um. This is from Bleacher Report. It's from Shams. It's Shams. Okay, breaking news. All-star guard. Yeah. Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. Leave sources tell the athletic stadium. The franchise falling apart that Irving prefers to be moved ahead of the February 9th deadline or will leave in free agency in July. Woj also co-signs that situation. Yes, sir. Yes. So Sam's got it from um the Kyrie camp and Woj got it from Marks. Uh yeah. Yeah. John Marks. So well, yeah. Okay, so that changes. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. It happens now, right? Kyrie (laughs) comes to the Lakers, right? I think so. Come on, man. Like, this is what we got, right? I think so. Kyrie comes to the Lakers. I I would probably bet. What do you do? You think they trade both picks for Kyrie? Yeah. Nah. I I don't nah. know. Ooh, nah. man. Nah. This is the standout that I've been waiting for. Kalinka waited. Here's he waited. He was shrewd. Mm-hmm. And I've always said there's a disgruntled NBA superstar waiting around the corner. There, there is definitely. Yeah. Well, um, this- thank you, Kyrie. Thank you for the content. I love you always, always. He's been playing great, so he he knew it had to come. I wonder. This is. I wonder if this changes the All Star situation. If he's traded to the West, now does that like does he still play in the All Star game on the East side? No, because it's, it's it's team. They gonna pick him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, but do they change the spot in the All Star game, or they do no. they just allow him? No, he's just the All Star. Now okay. that, that you have your group, now you can pick him. Yeah. A, yeah, I, I, I knew LeBron. that. I yeah. knew that, but I was wondering if no. they would. No, he was still considered a easy representative, but playing, you know, for the Lakers. Oh man. Yeah. So now, okay. You wanted my you wanted my Los Angeles Laker bias to kick yes. in. You wanted um, me to go help go full Bill Bill Simmons. Here you go. Okay, Kyrie said in a statement. 
um, or in a tweet, he was like, we over here playing chess. You know, I can't give you everything right now, right? This was in the summer. Yeah. Now, at that point, he thought, or we thought, that he he was over a barrel. He had that team over a barrel. It turns out, no, didn't. You didn't have anybody. Everybody just kind of looked at you. The dependency on Kyrie now and him playing so well, I wonder if this was a strategy all along. Yeah. Just come back, ball out. Clearly, he uh, didn't want the whole... Oh, does this mean Durant is on the market now? I don't know. That's... This, this is mind bending. This probably doesn't make good podcasting because my I'm just stuttering and stuttering. But I keep thinking that something's got to give here, and keep looking at my phone, waiting for another shooter drop because things like this normally happen very fast. Well, let's let's play it out, right? If it's the Lakers, they only got one chip to play. It's Russell. Westbrook. So you couldn't trade like Beverly and a bunch of other stuff over to it doesn't add up to Kyrie. So it has to be Russell Westbrook, who is 47 million. Kyrie's only making 36. So that means you have to send another player back. Yeah. Or two or or whatever it is. So now who's the second player? I'll I'll figure it out salary wise right now. Uh, well, I guess we're not talking Van Vliet trades anymore. No, we don't. We might talk about those too. <laughs> breaking news! Breaking news! Kyrie yeah. Irving has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, and he prefers that that trade goes down before the February 9th trade deadline. He does not, or he will leave in the summer. So. The thing about it is, too, is who has the money to get him? Uh, I think Miami is another team. I don't know the level of interest they'd have necessarily. I get uh, Seth Curry and Kyrie gets it done. So we're going to get two itty-bitty guards? Um, yeah. To replace a wildly inefficient guard? Uh, it's better than that wildly inefficient guard. There was another player. We can't uh, get Joe Harris in this deal and give no, like a minimal no, salary back. I think, no, I think Joe Harris they're going to want more value for. Really? Yeah. I really? think so. If they move on from Joe Harris, yeah. I, I think they're going to be looking... Unless you're willing to part with both picks, I think it's going to be hard to get Joe Harris. Um, well, they don't have anything else on their know? roster that I would give up my second pick for. No, no, yeah. So maybe Royce O'Neal instead of Seth Curry. I would that take Royce be. O'Neal. Boom, there it is. There's a trade. Yeah. Royce O'Neal, 
you get one of the picks. <laughs> do I lottery protect it or do I unprotect it? I think you unprotect it. Then you're getting th- the 29 pick. You're not getting the 27. Oh, you can. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I think if I'm going to this is how I'm playing it. I'm going like this. Listen, he asked for the trade. Yeah, well, like we're cool with Westbrook. Like he's playing off the bench. He averages like four turnovers a game. We're good. Mm-hmm. He's going to give us that occasional like 20 point game, eight, nine assists. Six, seven rebounds. We're good. Yeah. So, because I'm going to tell you right now, Kyrie only wants to come to L.A. Mm-hmm. He can't go to Miami, um, Nico. I'm sorry. He can't play for Spolstra. He can't play for Spolstra. Ah, I think he can. I think he can. I don't think he – no, I don't think that would fly in the Pat Riley regime. He's I don't, a hard worker, mm, though. Mm, mm. I think – I don't know. I think that's a, he, that's a Okay, Pat Riley went through on. LeBron. Okay, he went through the LeBron New era. York? For Kyrie? That's another situation well, to keep an eye on, Brunson. Yeah, you play them together. You no, can play Brunson. No. You play Brunson with Luca. You can no, and no, no, Kyrie they're too small. They're both better small. They're both Luka small. Does. They're small. They are both. They are both small. But no. like, you, but no. you're not going to win a championship with Jalen Brunson. And, I understand that, but no, so. no. See, that's a that's a Nick like, move. But that's, that's a Nick that's, move. Yes, it is a Nick move. I'm not Don't saying it's a genius move. I'm just saying it's something that could happen. To my friends in the New York area who listen to this pod, because I know they are, I do not know. Um, no, I don't want that for you. We we have completely derailed today. We, I we definitely have derailed. But I will tell I'll tell you this: the other team to look out for, mm-hmm. if you want to throw a team and and, and could who needs to pivot? The Phoenix yeah. Suns. They beat mm. the Lakers to the mark. You trade Chris Paul now. I could see that. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Listen, I'm a, you know, a hardened Laker fan, but reality also sets in. Mm-hmm. But, the Lakers could be using this to their advantage on the Van Bleet deal. Man, I'm just I'm just living in this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. This is the greatest thing that has ever happened to this podcast that is like yeah. 12 in one, two. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to Ed Van Bleet. Uh, it, it just greases the wheels to the the Lakers, the Lakers might be sitting there with options. That's what I'm trying to tell you. For all the heat that he's got in this city, because let me tell you something. I did. I told you I did the Laker therapy podcast. What a week ago, Mm. and or two weeks ago. So, yeah, it's a situation where you're looking at it. And they want that dude fired, like mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and he has four years left on his contract. 
Yeah. But if I if this actually works out, He's he would have 30. played it right. He would have played it all right because he knew because he's a former agent, he knew the league and he knew mm-hmm. that there were certain pressure points in the league. It could have been Harden who popped off. Yeah. If you think about it, like if you think about it, Nico, it could have been Harden, and he has LA ties. No to you, because I know it could have been Trey Young. There were bubblings, there were issues, but we now know that uh, Tony Wrestler's son runs that organization. Uh, Landry, we, we, we Landry can record Fields that. moved quite high up the ranks. I yeah. believe in that guy. I, I'm hopeful. Well, as long as he runs it past Tony Russell's son, you know, he'll work out. Don't don't worry. Okay. So he needs to be tight with that guy. You know, so there were things there were things that kind of popped out, but this is it. This is what everybody's been waiting for. So now Kyrie's out there. We got all the heat from Toronto with the Van Vliet, the OG. We haven't even gotten to OG Ananobi. And yeah, that's where we were leading. The seismic shift that he could cause in the NBA. But this has now taken over our complete imagination. Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. And he would prefer that it happened before the February 9th deadline. Or he is bouncing at the end of the year. Deuces has been nice, but I gotta go. Yeah, we might need to we might need to record a couple pods next week to go over a few things. I mean, the emergency pod situation is in full effect. Yes, absolutely. You, are you going to be able to free up your schedule? For the- yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, man. So, what? Okay, I'm trying to bounce back from this a little bit. Yeah. Oh, we were. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It seems like there is some movement because at first he was not on. He was Mm -hmm. not on the block. He was going to be part of. We're keeping this group. We're doing whatever we're going to see after this road trip. That was the sentiment. And now you're hearing like. Three first round picks. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Uh, yeah, I and I might have a question to ask you back. Is OG and Novi worth three first round picks? Is he a, is he an all star? Is he a? My question for you is: He's a better player than Dejounte Murray, isn't he? Because I think so. And we saw what DeJounte Murray got traded for in the offseason. So I well, think well, that's are we looking at two Are we looking at two franchises in Minnesota and Atlanta who um, dreadfully overpaid? I think we're looking at two franchises in Minnesota and Atlanta who reset the trade market, unfortunately. And until another trade gets done where... 
four or five first round picks aren't traded for a star like that, I think that's going to be the asking price, unfortunately. I'll put it this way. Who are the teams that you feel confident mm-hmm. are going after him? I'll I'll put it this I have some knowledge. Yeah. Who are the teams you feel confident are going after OG? I'll tell you. Uh there there's at least four that I'm pretty confident in. Starting with the team we were just talking about for Kyrie, the New York Knicks. Um we we've heard rumblings from Memphis all along that this is the player they'd like to complete that package. And then also Memphis that, is out. You think Memphis is out? Memphis is out. Okay. Well, we've got New Orleans in there too. And I would I say think it would be a mistake for New Orleans to do it. Uh, I I don't know. I um, I think he'd be a great fit there, personally. I think if you're going to trade your first-round picks, mm-hmm. it's for like a – we're winning now. We're winning right now. Well, I think they have enough first-round picks that if they trade three, they still have several in the – bank and they also still hypothetically have assets like Brandon Ingram that they could add to that if they ever needed to to get like that true superstar mm. I think they should be the team waiting well I like I think I w- if I'm them I make the move on OG kind of because I might be the team waiting for Trey Young. And I think OG and Trey Young together are kind of a perfect fit. You need a guy like OG on a team with Trey Young. Can I throw another option out there for you? Yeah. Like a dark horse. Mm -hmm. Who's the team that said they, they, they really are like, um, we're enamored with our young talent. There's there's quite a few, I'd say. All right. Who's the team that's trying to thread the needle? I'm I'm not sure where you're leading. There's a team that won a championship last year. Oh, Golden State. Ah, uh, but I don't think it's enough. I, I like I'm not taking the Golden State offer. You can give me Wiseman, Kabinga. You're still gonna need to give me the three first round picks. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if they give all yeah. of that, then yeah. maybe. Yeah. There's Wiseman, your bridge Kaminga. piece. Yeah. There's your I, bridge piece from because you still got pool. So there's your it's your youth. Yeah. Was well, yeah, pulled yeah. what twenty three? Yeah, he's still young. I, I'm so not sure. So then you sure got OG at twenty five. Yeah. There you go. There's your there's your bridge to the future. Yeah. I I would just I would keep a look out. Maybe. Yeah. 
I'm not saying that that it's gonna happen. I'm just saying that they could be like that wild card team that just pops up at the last second. Because that's the thing that happens. Because we were not expecting the Kyrie thing. We were going to talk about Toronto and how they were the access coin of the league and how they were the tipping point of the whole trade market and how OG is like this shiny bobble yeah. at the top of the tree. Well, he's now not the t- the shiny bobble at the top of the tree because as much as I will sit here and tell you, <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things about Kyrie. I don't like how he kind of goes about his business personally, but what I've heard about the man mm-hmm. is that he's a good dude. He's made some really terrible decisions, I think, but mm-hmm. I don't think Kyrie would tell you that. So yeah. I have a hard time with him being the shiny bubble, but there's no denying the talent. There's no denying the scoring ability. And there's no de- denying that that dude is a shift. He's a paradigm shift. And if he gets traded before the trade deadline, oh, look, man. At, look out. Look out for whomever. I, yeah, I can't. I can't stop thinking about this, to be honest. It's sending me down the rabbit hole of all the potential Rockets outcomes. And just the the Kevin Durant. Do you want to get in on this deal? Do you is there is there is there a is there a piece? Is there an Eric Gordon piece that you like to give up? Because I'm not cool with getting like Seth Curry back if I can redirect him somewhere to get like Eric Gordon. I to be honest, I'm just letting you know that to be honest, I'm I guess I can debut. I want the Royce O'Neal deal though. I Royce O'Neal, I think, is solid. Yeah. Um, I I guess I can debut this uh idea I've had here. I think we might be looking at yet another season. There's no Eric Gordon trade because Eric Gordon seems to be poor Eric Gordon. Even if it's in theory, he seems to be what the franchise believes is the bridge to bringing James Harden back in. And I think it's going to be difficult to see a world where they just move on from him this year i this happening now just changes the complexion of all those brooklyn picks going forward as well so it just it it makes you think even more what nico i can't believe he did it i i mean i know no i take that back i can't believe he did it (laughs) but i am In one way, I can't believe he did. I can't believe he had the stones. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. Last year, it was his prerogative not to get the shot. Mm-hmm. Now your teammates and everybody coalesced and did it. You weren't along for that ride. A lot of people supported you. I think behind the scenes might 
have been not as supported. Yeah. Right? So then we move on to the summer where I want to be traded to the Lakers. Yeah. That couldn't have went over well. Right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then you had the incident that happened earlier this year where you had to go on an apology tour, uh, you know, reflect, stay away from the team. Then you do all the things they asked you to do, come back to the team. And at this point, we think that you're playing for a contract. There was even a report out there last week that Kyrie's camp had reached out to the Nets for a contract extension. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up earlier. I, I, okay, I might have another take that I just thought about. We've been, you you brought this up that Toronto's been the linchpin of the trade market. But in the off season, we saw kind of a halting of the trade market when Kevin Durant asked for a trade originally. I wonder if teams around the league hadn't haven't stopped thinking that there's a Kevin Durant trade to be had. <laughs> And that's the actual that changes everything for the lack of movement, especially after this Kyrie Irving statement. Oh, oh, by the way, if that happens, I can't believe that Memphis wouldn't try. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't believe Memphis wouldn't try. There's so many teams that need to. I'm just, you know, I know Phoenix would definitely be in. I don't know what they would give up. Is that the Aiton deal? Yeah. Because I know Aiton, you 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 love the the Josh Thornberg tweet. Yeah, about- yeah. We were going to talk about that before shit hit the fan, and this became the Kyrie Irving show. But well, it the sliding door theory that you were going to talk about with Thaddeus Young, we have now created a new sliding door theory that there might be a monumental trade at the trade deadline because yeah. Kyrie Irving has requested a trade mm-hmm. from the Brooklyn Nets, and there are going to be several suitors out there. But if we go back to the summer, he did request a trade to the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm yeah. going to kind of say that we're in the driver's seat. Are you willing to give the second pickup? And it depends on what you get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you swing a third team into the deal to get all the things you kind of need? Or is it one of those things where <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I I because I think yeah, I think you're gonna probably be in a world where you have to give the second pickup, but uh, hopefully there's multiple things coming back that um, would entice you to do so. I if it was me, Nico, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I know you would. I have been a proponent of holding on to the picks until you get the guy. Well, here's the thing. Kyrie is that guy. Yeah. For better or for worse, Kyrie is that guy. He's a difference maker. I can't sit here and go, oh, I don't want him. I wouldn't want him yeah, on the team. I can't fair. do That's stupid. That's fair. So 
he would be that guy to give up the pick for. But I'm looking, this was my thing when they were talking about Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. Great, fantastic. What does my team look like in two, two or three years? If I'm giving up those two picks, uh-huh. I need something that says we have something that we can give or we can keep that's going to lead us into that next iteration of the Laker powerhouse team. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying the second, another star. What I'm saying is just a really good piece back. Yeah. Royce O'Neal fits that bill for me though. I like, I really do mm-hmm. like Royce O'Neal. I know he's a little bit older. It's a solid player. If you you could probably cobble some stuff together and maybe get Patty Mills in the deal as well, like Royce O'Neal and Patty. Maybe I don't. Maybe now, if I can get away with getting, let me let me float a theory out there, mm-hmm. okay? And maybe we'll end on this, and we'll. Obviously, we will have emergency pods if things break, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me flow the theory. This is as Bill Simmons as I get. Uh-huh. If we can somehow get, because now that Kyrie has requested to trade, get away with giving only one of the picks away. Yeah. Then turn to Utah and see if there is some sort of Beverly, Lonnie Walker for Clarkson or some sort of Vanderbilt something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I and think... now you fill the team out to the point of, okay, mm-hmm. this is the roster for like the next three years. We'll see w- what it looks like. And if we have to pivot and start trading off pieces, now we do have pieces to trade off. Yeah. But that's always been my point with the Lakers is that going through these, these, these veteran minimal contracts and just recycling and recycling different dudes. There's no continuity. You got to start building continuity somewhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe just because of all the, the breaking news that is going on, this is kind of a way where you could get away with that. Am I, is it too pipe dream? Am I thinking way too out there? I, I don't think so. I I think you might be on to to something. I wonder if it might like be functioned all in like a three-way deal. Okay. More so and especially because I think the two picks for Kyrie after this trade demand might be a little much. Can I get the deep bay from Detroit now? Can I? Uh, <laughs> that, that might be shooting a little high. Um, there, there's been some rumors about him lately. Um, oh, uh oh. Okay, uh, there, there's just uh, some clarification on this. Uh, the Nets recently offered Kyrie Irving an extension with guarantee stipulations. Sources tell Shams. Sources said the offer, which was declined, was not well received. There so... That that that's that's seems to be so what happened. The, they pissed him off. So the timeline is that his mother, who was his representative, they mm-hmm. put out there. I want to say a couple weeks ago that 
we would like to open up contract extension talks with the Nets. Yeah. So they came back with the same thing they came back with over the summer. Probably, yeah. And he was not feeling that. So now he requested a trade. So the the facts are coming out backwards. Oh man, I'm, that's all. That's all that is. I'm here. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm here for it though. I we I'm surprised that I've talked about the Rockets as little as I have through this whole thing. Oh, go ahead. Be, talk, go ahead. Talk about to, to be honest. There's go ahead. A, go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna walk away for this one. Okay, <laughs> there's a chance here that the Rockets are sitting in a way better position, not only in terms of draft equity, because clearly Kyrie Irving not being on the Nets improves the quality of Nets draft picks going forward. But this also stirs up the rumblings around Kevin Durant as well. So that's going to impact those Nets picks going forward for sure. That's going to change the way people view them. So moving forward right now, where we might be in a position where those Nets pick look, Nets picks look a lot more valuable as far as trades are concerned. So with a team that's disappointed a lot this year and had multiple players who they expected certain things from not necessarily show out, I don't know if it will happen at the deadline, but at in the offseason, I think there is a pretty high likelihood we could see uh, some Nets picks moved in a Rockets package with the Rockets looking to improve, especially with us owing our pick top four protected to OKC next year. Oh my this God, is, the, the James Harden propaganda. Yeah, James Harden returning obviously is the the dream. I'm, I'm not 100% convinced it'll happen, but I'm more convinced than most there's a chance. Can I, I can I ask a really dumb question? Anytime. <laughs> this is stupid pipe dream. Yeah. Is there any way that they wait to the offseason? Some sort of sign and trade. It's not Westbrook, it's actually A D and there's a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irvin, LeBron James reunion and uh or not reunion, but uh, superpower team in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, I'm not. And, and listen. Yeah, I know. I know it's completely far fetched. I'm not even. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, is there some sort of like Durant power play that yeah. goes down, <laughs> or is it's it that they don't vibe? They don't vibe at all. Those two. Yeah. Those two dudes. No, I think they definitely vibe. I think like. There's no way they would still both be playing together on the Nets right now, and Kyrie would have made the return that he made after the comments earlier in the season if he wasn't doing it for for Kevin Durant. Like clearly, no, I'm talking had... about LeBron and KD. Oh, ah, uh, I don't know. I think that them existing together in the same locker room is. 
it's going to be hard. KD always wants to be in competition with LeBron, but I have to say over the last year, KD seems to have matured way more than I ever expected. He's taken this new self-deprecating style uh, to his tweets and his interviews where he, he seems a lot more relatable now. And I, I, like I wonder Brianna if Stewart treat tweets though. Those were, those are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, just yet. Yeah, like in. he, he was, uh, I can't remember, remember what happened, but he, he was in a tweet exchange with Stan Van Gundy recently. That was really funny. And there was another one where he got cooked for no reason. I can't remember what happened, but his tweet responses were hilarious. Um, I, I really, I, I think KD has matured and maybe changed as a person. I'm not trying to act like he was immature before or anything, but just with age, naturally everyone matures. And I think, like, there there could be a chance he's open to it. You never know for sure, but there could be an opportunity. Okay. Obviously, that doesn't go down unless KD pushes for it, right? He'd have to push for it, and that's usually not in his nature to do so. Yeah. So, yeah. so nine times out of ten, well, more like ten times out of ten, those guys would be traded separately, and you, oh, yeah, you want to sure. restock your coffers pretty quickly if you're the Brooklyn Nets. Like the Brooklyn Nets aren't in a, they're in a terrible situation with Kyrie because you're not going to get really anything back except like if you go the Laker route, like if he forces your hand and says, "I'm only going to the Lakers," um, you're only getting those picks back. Yeah, um, KD is going to be the piece that fetch you. And see, this is where you strike where the iron's hot. You do it right now. You don't wait to the offseason. You don't wait for Levine and Trey Young and James Harden and all these people to go onto the market. You do it right now because KD, now, now I wonder what Toronto does. To bring it all back to Toronto, mm-hmm. what does Toronto do? Does the asking price on OG and Anobi go down? Because if Durant is on the market, that changes everything. I don't know if it goes down. To be honest, like, if the KD trade happens, it might go up. Because there's going to be certain teams that are going to feel more of an immediate need to get a player to defend at that position, hypothetically, if all of a sudden Kevin Durant is in between them and a championship. Um, I would like to thank Kyrie Irving for this content. Yeah. yeah, I, Big shots out to Kyrie Irving. Yeah, man. <laughs> definitely. Oh, my brain has exploded at this point. Me because you, I mean, the speculation, and that's all there is with this, but yeah. if, if Kyrie's out, Kevin's not staying, right? Oh, no chance, no. 
So <laughs> what happens to Ben Simmons? He is they're building the team around him now. It's a Ben Simmons team. They went from <laughs> KD, Kyrie, and James Harden to Ben Simmons and draft picks is what it's gonna be. And none of their own. Oh my goodness. Uh, wow. Uh, now that's a podcast. Oh, that's a podcast. Yeah. We had this whole thing planned out. It was Toronto, yeah. and they're the axis of power, and all. Yeah, of we it. were just getting into it. I have and we went nine absolutely pages of notes that just got completely obliterated. Next week by is a tweet, man. Man, we're gonna, yeah, next week is gonna be crazy. We're gonna definitely need to get some sort of trade deadline episode out ahead of time. Okay, so, all right. Well, now my question is is that we'll do production on the air so the people, okay. the fine, fine people can listen to what we go through when we're not on the air. Yeah, sounds good. So, obviously, if Kyrie gets traded, that's an emergency pod, correct? Oh, 100%. Okay, if um, OG Ananobi gets traded, that is an emergency pod? Yes, sir. And if Chris Paul gets traded to yes. anywhere? Yeah, emergency yeah, I, I did just float that out there. Um, If he gets traded, that's an emergency yeah. pod? Oh, yeah. If any player uh, gets traded who's going to be a top three option on whatever team he's going to, I think that's emergency pod worthy. Do you have the time and the space to do a trade deadline special pod as the trade deadline ends on Thursday? We're we're still figuring that one out. Okay. We're, yeah, I'm I'm working on that with my boss. All right. Trying to find someone to cover. All right. If not, I'll bang in with, like, I'll bang in with emergency pots, and, and then we'll just figure it out on Friday. Maybe, yeah, and, well, there's a chance maybe I come in as a call-in guest briefly. Okay. Something like that. We'll we see. shall see. Yeah. Well, this has been an excellent pot that we did not produce uh, at all whatsoever. Yeah. So, um, Kyrie. It's be jumbled thoughts of random things and theory crafting. We went way too deep into the weeds several times, but you I are getting comfortable. You are welcome, basketball nerds and all <laughs> of you who is out there, because this is the type of stuff that we all live for. We You're definitely not going to get this anywhere else. I can tell you that. Nope, absolutely not. You're not going to get it because only one idiot would sit here and try to power play KD to Los Angeles with Kyrie for only two. Oh, or three man. I, I, I was so. thinking about KD to the Rockets, too. So don't worry. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Man, I'm sure Phoenix. I'm sure Harden Phoenix will have something to back. say about that. Harden comes back in free agency. Oh my God, you're so no. Him and KD need to be reunited. It was just Kyrie driving no. the wedge between no. them. Don't do it. We trade them all their draft picks back, and all of a sudden, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith. You're not keeping all those guys, dude. We're, we're trading them, Victor. <laughs> 
They get Victor. They're giving us Ooh. Kevin for Victor. There you go. See, it's it's not as far fetched as you think. Oh, we can. Oh, Brooklyn get Victor. It'll make all this crap worth it. All of exactly. it. Exactly. All of a sudden, Victor. I'm in, is on, I'm in on the on the win we talk to to Brooklyn because that would just be the icing on the cake for all. Listen, and I'm not saying it because I hate Nick fans. I I'm not saying it. I love Nick fans. I think they're yeah. great. There's not a fan base that I can completely understand how irrational confident they are in their team and they're nowhere near a championship. Mm. So, and it would be so apropos that he was playing right down the road. Yeah. <laughs> in Brooklyn. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So I guess with that, we can wrap this up, man. Um, yes, sir. We have a football pod coming up Monday. We do. Uh, got to start working on that. And I guess if something breaks today. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll just talk basketball on Monday too. Who knows? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure the schedule out. It's not going to be the regular schedule next week. It's, no. It's the NBA trade deadline season. So football fans, I understand if you're upset. But there's a bunch of crap going on. So yeah. there it is. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, Nico, do you have anything to say to the people on this wacky Friday Kyrie Palooza <laughs> pod? Yes. Um I I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I know we went off the <laughs> fucking rails here several times and our trains of thought got disrupted, but I think and I hope it was still enjoyable. You can and should follow us on Twitter, me at Nico FRPC, Vince at Front Runner PC. Um we're all over social media now we have a working link tree so come and check us out we're excited to share all of our new stuff with you once uh everything actually gets up and working i've been working on some stuff that's unfortunately been taking longer than we'd hope but with uh my schedule hopefully clearing up in the near future here we should be able to get more content out to you guys than ever before and can i shout out some not i don't know them by heart but we have listeners in like romania and we have listeners in south korea and we have listeners in the republic of cameroon like that's wild to me that is, yeah absolutely crazy so, and obviously our support for from our Canadian brethren and our United States of America brethren as well. Yeah. But it's just wild that our little pod reaches all the way out like that. That's just, yeah. that's amazing. So that's to, me. to you guys, we appreciate it. And we that's hope that true. you appreciate this pod. And Nico, man, I guess I might see you soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we're going to get some some big trades here soon. Yes, sir. And it will be for the Laker benefit. So there it is. (laughs) Thank you, Kyrie, again. Yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead and sign off. You got nothing? You good? 
No, I'm good. Late. We are out. Yeah.